Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. We head now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and ESPN's terrific reporter, Marley Rivera, joins us. You can read her work at ESPN.com. Marley, thanks so much for taking some time with Michelle and I this morning. How are you? Um, well, thank you so much, Randy and Michelle, for having me this morning. And um, I hope you guys are doing well under this pandemic. We are, uh, as the man said, we're smiling through it. We're, we're, we're doing our <laughs> That's best. That's what matters. <laughs> hey, you know what makes we can do. <laughs> right. You know what makes me smile is Bartolo Colon. I loved your piece yesterday. <laughs> I, I love the idea of him being back in the major leagues. And I don't think, Marley, people realize how good he's been into his 40s. It is absolutely true. It's one of those things, obviously, when I was, we were talking to him in a group of Adriatian deportes, and not only that, we were. You have to go back, right? When you're about to write a little feature or a newser, you know. I obviously have covered baseball for a really long time, right? About over 15 years, but you have to go look back at the stats. And I went back to look at everything, and you're like, "Oh shoot, he has been terrific!" Like it is one of those moments that you truly forget that over a 21 season career, how much, how many accomplishments he's had. He's not only like, you know, we know all these great Latin pitchers. You know, some of them in the Hall of Fame, like the great Pedro Martinez. He has more wins than Pedro. Now, we do have to qualify that with the fact that Pedro, you know, retired very young. And Bartolo, as, as you guys read yesterday, you know, he turns 47 on Sunday and still wants to play some baseball. That's incredible, Marley. Um, another one of your pieces that obviously got a lot of play here in St. Louis, and people should read it at ESPN.com, was your conversation with Yadier Molina about his future potentially without the Cardinals. And you had so many great nuggets in there and such great insight from Yadi. It was really nice to hear him be so forthcoming. And one of the things that he spoke about is his legacy, his place in not only baseball currently, but in the history of baseball. And I know that one of the things that you had discussed with Yadi is the fact that he's not ready to hang it up and that he is thinking about, hey, if I can't get a deal done with the Cardinals, I will wear another uniform moving forward because I still feel like I have stuff to contribute to this game. So I wanted to present this to you. Do you think if Yachty really understands his place in the game and understands his legacy, that he's thinking about what it would look like from a kind of a storybook standpoint if he were to finish his career in St. Louis? Do you think that's something that carries weight with him? Absolutely, Michelle. I think there's no doubt. It is one of those moments, and it's really strange. You know, you guys know this very well, being around the game. It's very strange to speak to a player that is so aware of their place in history. And, and actually, you know, seeped in reality. There's a lot of players who are, you know, who believe they have a, a place in history that maybe it's not the correct one. But to speak to someone like Edgar Molina, who has all these accomplishments, and we know what he has done over 16 years, and, you know, we know about the nine gold gloves, and no one has won four platinum gloves, and we know about all these, you know, defensive runs saved, and all these things that he has accomplished, he has this, this, this awareness of what it means to have 2,000 hits, what it means to go into the Hall of Fame alongside Torch Rodriguez. But what that means to Puerto Rico, right, to accomplish all these things, that it's really interesting to see him reflect on that, and it's surprising. You know, especially for active player to just flat out admit it. I mean, that's Yadi. Yadi has never lacked confidence. And that's Yadi. He's saying, I belong there. This is something that I want to accomplish. And I want to be 
the best catcher to ever play baseball, Michelle. Marley, one of the things with Yadi that we love the most about him here in St. Louis is that fire, that competitive nature. <laughs> and, you know, reading your piece, we we expect nothing less from Yadi than to say, I still have stuff left in the tank. And if I can't get a deal with done, done in St. Louis, I'm going to go somewhere else because I am confident in myself. But do you think that that confidence would maybe prohibit him from splitting time with a younger catcher and transitioning a younger guy into that role here in St. Louis? Because I think that's one thing fans here always wonder about Yachty is, you know, when the time comes for him to consider hanging it up, would he ever be willing to to play less? Because that's something that he's battled with with managers all the time. He wants to be out there each and every game. So do you think that's something he would consider? I have to say, Michelle, that when posed with the question directly, my first answer is I don't know. Right. And I, and I am not afraid of saying I don't know as an answer. I think uh, there's two sides to, to, the, to the ethics of the question that you're asking. Number one, Yadi is someone who wants to be out there every day. Precisely. You said it. It's all about the fire. But number two, and it says it very clearly on the piece, all he wants to do is win. And I don't consider Yadi a selfish player. I believe that every time that he has been out there, he believes he is the best option for the Cardinals to win. I just don't see Yanni saying, if I'm no longer the best option, I'm still going to go out there. Because that literally means that you're thinking about yourself and not about the team, and that's not the Yadier Molina that I know. So that's sort of what I can offer to you right now. Sure, I understand. One other thing for you, uh, Marley, on Yadi before we move on. He is one of those rare players that people say when Yadi's out there, he's a catcher. He's the pitching coach. He's managing the situation <laughs> in a lot of ways. Do you think that managing is something you could see in his future? Because I think a lot of people here in St. Louis look at the way that he orchestrates things on the field right now and think that he would be a wonderful manager. Well, Michelle, we talked about it directly on the piece, right? Like the last couple of years, Yadi has told me that that was actually like a goal of his. He said, I want to become a coach or manager when I'm done. And, and I asked him again, I said, you've told me this before. How do you feel about it now? And he said, no. He said, the only thing that I want to do right now is be the coach for my son. And, uh, you know, if he does retire, if he does play two more seasons, it will mean that he will retire at 40. And he said, if, if I do retire at 40 years old, it will be time for me to just stay home with my kids and coach my son, who he wants, you know, who also wants to be a baseball player. So it is, you know, his young son. So it's interesting that he has changed his mind. I think that playing, you know, playing a little bit longer led him for, to, you know, right now to that decision. But he also left that door open and specifically said, that's what I think right now. I certainly don't know what I'm going to think in a few years. ESPN.com's Marley Rivera with us on 101 ESPN. Marley, it would be interesting if Yachty would get a contract and play through 2021 Albert Pujols' contract with the Angels also ends after 2021. How about if those two retire after the same season and ride off into the sunset and into Cooperstown together? I mean, what wouldn't be cool, right? The last time, and this is just from the top of my head, that I remember two Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers playing together with, you know, I, I had the, the honor of covering Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera. So I covered that team for a very, very long time as a Yankee beat writer. So it's interesting that maybe that's what could happen in St. Louis. Hey, we can all dream. You know, we would really like to see that. How about we see Pujols 5, you know, next to Yadier Molina? Why not? It would be really poetic. But then in the end, 
you know, that's us thinking as baseball fans with our heart. And one of the things that happens is that John Mazeliak and the Cardinals can only think about winning, right? Like, the Cardinals are in the business of winning championships. They're not, they're not in the business of nostalgia. So as much as we like it, and as much as it would be wonderful, if it is not the right choice for the St. Louis Cardinals to win a championship, I just don't see it. Marley Rivera, what impression are you getting from players over the last couple of days about ownership's 67-page proposal in regards to health? <laughs> well, I think that they appreciate that it's very comprehensive. So that is number one. Because one of the things we just uh, published a Q&A today, I was speaking to uh, Lefty Chris Sale, and one of the things that he was telling me was the fact that they want to focus on safety, right? Health and safety should be number one. But baseball is a business, and we know the dollars and cents are going to get in between any agreement that they can do here. And that is going to happen, and we know that. And that's already being leaked out there, right? Major League Baseball position, the P, you know, the PA's position. Everyone is starting a little bit of, a, you know, taking their corners. But if we focus on health and safety, which is what they all say, and a 67-page document, gives you a little proof of that. It does tell you that Major League Baseball is thinking about health and safety. because It isn't only about the players. You know, even if we don't have fans in the stands, which will be unfortunate, but maybe what's, you know, what, what needs to happen, you know, we also have these players who interact with their families, maybe at some point. They interact with the media. They interact with other people, with coaches, you know, with people in the hotels they'll be staying. So it is very, very important that health becomes paramount. And that is what the players are saying. The 67-page, you know, document, even though it looks really oppressive, you know, and it's really big, this big volume, it's necessary. And finally, Marley, you were at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis in 2012. (laughs) Michelle and I were, too, and the story came up in The Athletic. And interestingly, you and Michelle both grew up idolizing Madonna. And Michelle has her Madonna story for you, and then I want you to tell tell yours. Yeah, Marley, I actually was in an elevator at the convention center. I had gone down to our rental car, so I was in the garage setting and had run up to the elevator. And as I had gone to one floor, the doors open and all these huge security guards get in and then in Russia's tiny Madonna surrounded by them <laughs> to go up to her com- press conference that she had to do. So it, I couldn't really see a lot of her, but I was wedged in the corner with Madonna in an elevator <laughs> at the Super Bowl. And then so once she got to the press conference, uh, Marley, take it from there. Well, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's really funny. You know, I'm, I'm 45, so I grew up listening you know, to Madonna's music. And I grew up in a really, really poor household in Puerto Rico. So it's not like I was ever had a chance to see her, right? Like it was something that it just wasn't going to happen. So my first chance to ever see Madonna was in a Super Bowl press conference, out of all things. And uh, they have broke me in, obviously, as a baseball writer. When things happen in New York, they need help, right? They need a lot more writers. So the, uh, and the Giants were in the Super Bowl, as we well know. And uh, so I went over to Indianapolis, and in the press, I was, I'm, I'm like, it's, this is my only chance to ever speak to Madonna. I'm going to do it. So I pretended I had a question. It wasn't even like a real question, because I was writing a feature on wide receiver Victor Cruz, who has Puerto Rican heritage, and used to celebrate his touchdowns with a little salsa dance. So I'm like, okay, this is my end. This is how I'm going to do it. And I raised my hands, and they called on me, and I, and I asked her the question. And little did I know... And then I was going to start dancing, and I needed to do some sort of play-by-play of Madonna dancing. And I looked like a 12-year-old girl who was starstruck. I've never been, you know, speechless in front of any athlete in my entire life, including, like, Michael Jordan. And now in front of Madonna, I can't utter a word. So it's really, um, it was really fun, and it's on YouTube. And uh, my friend Dan Brown uh, wrote this story, and, uh, and I was really thankful that he included me. It was a story about interviews gone wrong, but I'd like to think that interview went right. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. Marley, we always appreciate you taking time with us here in St. Louis. Thanks so much, and thanks for uh, the, the great piece on Yachty and all you do, and we'll have you on again soon. Uh, thanks so much, Randy, and thank you, Michelle, for having me.